Welcome to the Bone Coach Show, dedicated to helping you understand all things related to diet, lifestyle, bone health, and how you can live and thrive with low bone density and osteoporosis. I'm your host, Kevin Ellis, certified health coach, health and wellness speaker, and above all else, your bone coach. After being diagnosed with osteoporosis in my early 30s, I transformed my health through diet and lifestyle and now help my clients and community members do the same through my online coaching practice, Bone Coach. Look, there are no quick and easy cures for low bone density, but the choices we make every single day can have a powerful impact on our bones, our health, and our general well-being. I'll share the research, interview the experts, and help you figure out how to get the conditions right in your body so you can better your bones through diet and lifestyle. Short disclaimer, I'm not a medical doctor and this show should not be considered medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making medical decisions and changes to your diet and lifestyle. With that being said, let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome to this episode of The Bone Coach Show. Joining us today to explore leptin and the hidden hormone connection to your health and your bones is Dr. Bendia Gandhi. Dr. Bendia is a double bird certified integrative and functional medicine doctor who has helped thousands of people transform their overall health. She's a medical doctor at Revive Atlanta MD, a comprehensive clinic focused on total body healing, including decreasing inflammation, improving hormonal imbalance, helping women get pregnant, weight loss resistance, chronic stress, gut health, and so much more. She's been featured on the Daily Mail, Fox, CBS, Mind Body Green, Washington Post, Live Strong, Huff Post, and so many more. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. I think this is going to be really a really good topic that so many people probably have not heard about, but they have to understand, right? They have to understand this. But before we get into leptin and what that is and its connection to your health and your bones, maybe you could just share a little bit about your story and how you became basically the leptin doc and this, you know, you've gone on to help so many, so many people on their health journeys. Kevin, thanks for having me. And I'm so glad we're talking about leptin because it's such an important hormone that um, nobody talks about and it's a newer hormone. And it's probably, um, there's probably not as much research as say the other hormones and that there's so many different factors, but it's, I'm so glad we're talking about this today because I, I want everybody listening to know everything about leptin by the, by the end of this conversation. So I got into, uh, integrative and functional medicine mainly because of my own health. You know, um, I thought I was healthy. I thought I was eating well, exercising, doing all the right things, but yet, um, conventional medicine failed me. You know, I was in residency and I started having a lot of like chronic constipation and a lot of acne and I was fatigued and exhausted. And, um, it wasn't until rash on my face, um, that really brought my attention. And I was like, there's got to be a different way. I had, I, at that point had gone through numerous prescription medications, steroids, antifungals, topical medications, you name it. I was on it. Um, and this was a two-year journey and was still, it still never got answers, but I had spent thousands of dollars on medications and seeing doctors only to eventually be told that it's in my head. And I was like, whoa, this is not right. You know, this cannot be right. I have a physical rash that comes and goes and nothing seems to work. I kept asking questions. Is it food related? Do I have an autoimmune condition? And, um, it was actually at the, um, allergy immunology doctor who said, um, you're just stressed out resident, like, don't worry about it. Have a good day. And I remember being like, I can't, like, this, this is not the right answer. Um, and so I took it upon myself to kind of look for answers. And 
Um, at the time, I was really interested in Dr. Andrew Weil and um, integrative medicine. So I was like, I'm going to go study with him. I'm going to learn everything about integrative medicine. At the same time, I was learning about functional medicine and defining a functional medicine practitioner who then diagnosed me with celiac. And lo and behold, that really improved a lot of my issues. Um, but it didn't just stop there. Then I got into, um, I completed residency, was doing my trainings, completed my training, and I, I had difficulty getting pregnant. I was a doctor. I was like, I know that I've got this newfound knowledge. Like people should get pregnant easily. Like it's a no brainer. And it took forever. And I started doing some more research and trying all different avenues and started seeing links and patterns. And um, lo and behold, that's when I learned about leptin and how it impacts fertility, how it impacts your metabolism, and started helping so many women not only become pregnant by regulating their leptin hormone, regulate their thyroid um, and other things. And here I am today. I mean, it's 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 kind of a roundabout journey, but it it was because of my own personal journey, honestly, um, and my own health issues that kind of spanned um, me to get into this world. And so many people start out with a similar health journey where it's, you've, you feel like you're doing everything, you're spending a lot of money, you're in food and supplements and consults, and, and then you're just told everything's normal. Right? <laughs> but underlying, we all know there's something else taking place. We have to figure that out. You know, as somebody who has celiac disease also, I can, I feel that uh, I understand yeah. that. And um, so I'm glad that, that um, you've now been able to go on and to help all these different people with an integrative and functional approach. And especially too, you've got the background of being a medical doctor as well, yeah, uh, which is really, really helpful. I'd love to get into now, what is leptin? What is this hidden mystery hormone that is now, you know, getting a little bit of spotlight uh, that, that it really needs? And, and how is it, what role does it play in our health and why is it important? So leptin is so important because it is a hormone that's produced by our fat cells and it communicates with our brain and it lets us know if we're full or not. I call it the satiety hormone, but it's really important because it also, um, it not only lets us know if we're full, but it also helps store fat and fuel for energy, right? And so it kind of regulates our metabolism. Leptin's sister hormone is ghrelin. So ghrelin, sometimes will, people will hear about, is our hormone that tells us if we're hungry or a hunger hormone. So they kind of have an inverse relationship with each other. So when one is high, the other is low. But essentially, leptin is important because um, it regulates so many other hormones. It impacts your thyroid hormone, your insulin. It impacts your estrogen levels and so much more. And when this regulation is high, when it's either too high or too low, we start seeing problems. And so like so many of our other hormones, I call it my Goldilocks hormone because it's really important um, to kind of manage. And we notice when it's too low, people send, tend to have, um, we'll talk about this, I'm sure later, like osteoporosis, osteopenia, like low bone mass, they have anxiety. When it's too high, they have weight loss resistance. You know, these are the people that, that um, are doing everything right that they believe to. They're eating really, really well. They're exercising every day and yet they can't lose a single pound, right? So it's, it's kind of finding that right mix for patients and for you um, to regulate this hormone. But it, it's, I'm so glad we're talking about this. <laughs> and why is it not talked about? You know, it's a newer hormone. It's a fairly new hormone. And I think that's probably honestly what it comes down to. Most people, if they go to an endocrinologist, this is a doctor who studies just um, hormones. They don't, um, they don't, 
test for leptin. They don't check for leptin. Um, and that's just, again, more of a, a newer hormone, less data kind of thing. Um, but as studies are emerging, we're realizing this actually is an important hormone and it impacts so many different things. So I'm sure that in the next, you know, 15, 20 years, more doctors will be checking this hormone as, as more studies emerge and they realize, wow, this is an important hormone that we need to pay attention to and we need to help regulate it. And how does leptin impact other hormones in our body? So we'll just, for example, talk about um, thyroid, that this is a big one because so many people I'm sure come to you, come to me, and they have um, what we call underactive or hypothyroidism, right? Um, what we tend to see is a lot of times when people are going to their doctors, they're just having their TSH checked. They're not, they're not checking their T3, their free T3, their total T3 thyroid antibodies and all that other stuff. They're just having their TSA check. Well, what's happening is when leptin is off or you're, you have a, either leptin resistance, right? Um, and we'll talk about the classifications in a little bit. When your leptin levels are off, we start noticing that your T3 and free T3 hormones get impacted and affected too. Now this can be happen, this can happen for many various things for people that are I've been on yo-yo diets, um, they're carb restricting, they're intermittent fasting, they're doing extreme keto, um, or just, you know, various different things. And this correlation is totally, when your T3 and free T3s are low, and maybe your reverse T3 is high, we start noticing that it starts impacting your energy, you're fatigued, you're tired, you have what we call subclinical hypothyroidism, but your TSH is still normal right? This is kind of like the first indicator that something is starting to go awry with your thyroid gland. And I pick these things up. I'm checking your leptin level. There's a direct correlation between the two. Sometimes it's stress-related, but a lot of times it's food-related or the foods and, and that we're eating or not eating and the fact that our body thinks we're starving. This is what it comes down to. When our body thinks we're starving, we actually hold on to fat, we're not going to be burning it because the body's not sure when we're going to eat again, right? And so it's actually a preservative mechanism that's happening. Um, and so our T3s will go awry and then our leptin levels start creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And so you store more fat, store more fat. And so this is why you're not losing weight. And this is why people think that this is why people get frustrated because they're like, but I'm starving. I've been intermittent fasting for like months and I've been, you know, I'm over exercising and I'm working with a personal trainer. Um, and I get it, but these hormones are not congruent. They're not working together. In fact, they're working against you. And so once, once you're aware of it and you learn, oh my goodness, this is what we need to do to balance your leptin, balance your thyroid hormone, things like work miraculously for you. In just a minute, I, we can get into the opposite end of that. So maybe somebody that, that has, is not adding on a lot of different weight, or maybe they're underweight too, and they've mm -hmm. got low leptin levels. So we, we can talk about that in a minute. But how would we, what is the test that you like to look at to understand what your leptin levels are? So first of all, you know, we'll kind of, we'll, I'll rewind a little bit for someone who's listening today. And they're like, eh, is, is my leptin off? Like, could this, could this be me? Um, pay attention to some signs. Are you someone that's constantly eating? Are you eating even after you just had a meal lunch and you're like an hour later, like I need to eat more food. Um, maybe you just never feel full maybe you're really sluggish, tired, fatigued. Maybe you just feel like your energy's off. 
Um, maybe your blood sugar is off. Maybe you have an underlying thyroid issue. Maybe your thyroid issue is getting worse. If these sound like you, I want you to seriously go to my website, drbindiamd.com forward slash quiz, take an 11 question quiz, and then you'll figure out, are you leptin sensitive? Are you leptin clear? Or are you leptin resistant? So leptin resistant is usually when your leptin levels are above 11. So seven to 10 is my normal range. Now, my normal range is not going to be your normal range. And it, it may differ, you know, but every single person is different. Traditionally, leptin levels are done via blood test. And um, traditionally, what ends up happening is it's correlated with your body mass index. But you and I, Kevin, know that BMIs are not accurate these days, right? It's not taking into consideration water weight, muscle mass, and so many other things. So I don't really even look at the body mass index because it's not a good measurement, right? I look at your leptin numbers, your symptoms, and kind of put the whole picture together. But if you're leptin sensitive, that means your leptin is slightly, a little bit abnormal. You're not leptin resistant. If you are um, in the seven to 11 range, that's a good normal range. When you're a little bit above 11, um, you're a little bit leptin sensitive. When you get like into the 16 plus, you're definitely leptin resistant, right? Now, Let's talk about low leptins too, because this is just as important, okay? And I wanna make that distinction too. Technically, um, technically in a perfect world, three to seven is, is, is a good range, right? But even for some people, if they get to six, depending on what else is going on with them, it may be too low. It may be too low for them, okay? When our leptin levels are too low, we start noticing that you're having trouble with fertility you're not getting pregnant. You're skipping cycles for a female if you're in your fertility years. We start noticing that you're underweight, right? Estrogen production tends to decrease. When that happens, Kevin, you're more prone to fractures. You're more prone to breaking things. You're more prone to osteoporosis, osteopenia, more brittle bones. This is why it's important to kind of be at the right range for you. I tend to see my athletes, my people that are competitive sports, especially I kind of put them in my female athlete triad syndrome where they're like very active females. They have a lot of muscle mass on them, but now because of that, um, they don't have a cycle anymore, right? And so their leptin levels are usually, when I check it, usually like one, very, very low. And these are the same people that are prone to injury and they're prone to anxiety heart rate fluctuations, and so much more. So it's, I want, I want everyone to be aware. There's this continuum level of, of where your leptin could be, but it's finding out where the leptin level is for you. And we do various things, whether if I need to bring it up because we're trying to improve bone health or trying to get you pregnant or decrease it because you're trying to lose weight and we're trying to regulate and speed up your metabolism for you. And this is this is for for you listening and watching right now. If you're if you're listening to this and you're like, "Wow, had no idea what leptin is." This is really important. I know I now understand how important this is if you yourself are uh, are noticing some of the things that Dr. Bindia has been talking about here. Make sure you like, hit that like button, share this with somebody you know. Maybe you have a young daughter also, or maybe somebody else, a friend that is struggling with fertility issues or losing weight, or maybe they uh, they need to put, in a, put on a little bit more weight or something too. Share this with them. This is going to be really important because uh, we're going to talk about the connection to bone health here in just a second as well. Um, so this has been, this has been really helpful so far. 
I would love to understand what are the other any, any other contributing factors you think that that could be you know leading to higher or lower levels than what you've already talked about now maybe some really abnormal or unusual things that might fit into that category you'd be surprised um we see a lot of different things stress really impacts leptin over time okay so chronic stress really impacts leptin um the other thing that really impacts leptin is sleep sleep really impacts leptin um sleep and just alone sleep and stress impact each other right um so there's a direct correlation there. We also tend to know foods. There are specific foods that can either increase your leptin or decrease your leptin, right? So there's a food correlation that that's important as well. Um, so there's so many different things that, that are working together. Blood sugars, if you're insulin resistant, resistant, sorry, you're more likely to be leptin resistant, you know? Um, on the other aspect, if you're insulin levels are on the lower end, you're more likely to have a lower um, circulating leptin. So there's so many different things that we see clinically in practice. And again, I'm a big data girl, guys. Like I don't like to guess. I don't like to suspect certain things. I want to see it on paper. I want to show you because when I show you the numbers, you're, you know what we need to do to improve it or, or, or whatever we need to do. What are some foods? You just touched on foods there. What are some foods that maybe affect or impact our leptin levels? Yeah. So this is a great, a really, really good one. So um, for example, fruit. Fruit is actually can be great for some people and it can be not so great for other people. So fruit, also known as fructose, which is the fruit sugars, gets metabolized in your liver. Okay. And in your liver, that's where your thyroid hormones get metabolized. Well, guess what? Your liver enzymes are there in your liver, of course, <laughs> as well as leptin levels get circulated there. So metabolized there. So what happened over, you know, probably last couple hundred years is our food has changed, right? We're exposed to a lot of chemicals and pesticides and so many different things. And because of the processed world we live in, we have now been able to manufacture fruit sugars or fructose. So now guess what guys, when we eat fruit, the body can't tell the difference if it's real fruit or if it's processed fruit juices and fructose. So that directly impacts our triglycerides, which is again, the precursor to um, diabetes, as well as fatty liver disease and leptin. So if we are trying to decrease leptin and improve leptin resistance, one of the things I will often have my clients and patients do is start limiting or decreasing or even cutting out fruit consumption. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are trying to get preg pregnant and your leptin level is one, and I'm like, okay, I've got to get you to get that leptin level up, you know, um, I'm going to have you eat a little bit more fruit because that will help um, get your leptin levels in a better range. That's really helpful. And and then are there other tests? And When we're looking at leptin, mm -hmm. are there other tests that you're looking at in relation to leptin? to see, you know, to really help understand a fuller picture of what's going on. So uh, Kevin, my, my first initial panel is pretty robust and it's pretty in depth. I'm looking at all hormones, right? I'm looking at estrogen, progesterone, prolactin, testosterone, um, sex binding globulin. I'm looking at, I mean, that's just one part of it. I'm looking at inflammatory markers. I'm looking at, could there potentially be an autoimmune condition going on? I'm looking at your DHEA and so many different things, but it's really important to look at the whole picture and not just pick certain things because you can miss something. So it's, it's really getting a well-rounded picture of who the person is 
based on their symptoms. So I know exactly how to, to treat them. You know, it, it, it's, it's interesting because we see, I see leptin levels significantly come down and then I see leptin levels go up and multiple times as we try different things and, and, and tweak and change our protocols. I know there are multiple studies that reference the connection between leptin, bone health, osteoporosis. We touched on it earlier. Can we can you walk through the connection there? What is leptin's connection to bone health and osteoporosis? Yeah, so you know, this is really important when we talk about bone health. Um, leptin really helps um it really helps promote the differentiation of muscle fibers, right? So when we talk about um, bone health, it's really important to talk about muscle. We have to have good amount of muscle versus body fat, okay? So this is this is where it gets a little tricky. So we wanna make sure that we have good muscle fiber. The more muscle we have, the more strength. This is why we recommend strength training for people that have osteopenia, osteoporosis. This is help preserving the bone. Okay, automatically that's already helped preserving the bone. The other thing that really leptin helps with is it starts regulating bone growth and osteoblast differentiation and proliferation. Um, so it starts protecting the bone and opposing the bone in form of, in, in turnover. And that's what we want. When we're talking about bone health, we wanna preserve um, not only muscle mass, but we wanna we want to preserve our bone so the bone is not breaking down and it's not wearing away and kind of um, working really fast, if that makes sense. And so that's what's really good. So it's really important to understand why and how leptin is helping preserve the bone in a very positive manner, especially when we're talking about osteopenia, osteoporosis, brittling of the bone. And again, why we keep we keep um, stressing why we need to do more muscle muscle strength training. Is there a connection? Is is the uh, the leptin connection really strong when we sometimes see osteoporosis in somebody that maybe has obesity? Uh, also, yeah. So it's very important because a lot of times, if you if we start taking someone that has uh, that's a little bit overweight that has obesity, and we start looking at their estrogen levels, right? We tend to know that their estrogen levels may be circulating a little bit lower. And that is another correlation to why leptin and estrogens uh, go hand in hand. The lower the estrogen, the more likely they are to be osteoporotic, osteopenic. Any other things that you think are important? I know we touched on quite a few things there with thyroid health. You touched on, you touched on leptin, you touched on the bone health connection. What are some other things that tie into leptin that you think are important for, for our audience to understand? You know, I think it's important to understand when we talk about leptin, um, first and foremost, understanding how leptin impacts you, where, how is leptin affecting you? Because I, I want people to know that they may be listening to this. They may think, you know what? Leptin doesn't bother me. Like I'm, I'm my, I, I'm not overweight. I'm not underweight. I'm not trying to get pregnant. I'm not, I don't have osteoporosis, but you'd be surprised. You can still be a smaller frame and still have a leptin of 33. And um, there's still something else going on. You may have some underlying inflammation that you're unaware of. You may have some underlying insulin resistance that you may be aware of. You may have some underlying um, cortisol imbalance that you're unaware of, and that's impacting your metabolism. So leptin impacts your overall metabolism, and this is why it's important. This is why we need to have this conversation. Yeah. And this is uh, this has been really helpful. And any other things that you think are helpful, maybe actionable tips or anything like that, do you want to share with our audience before we let them know where they can find you? 
Yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, like I said, go ahead and take that quiz. You're going to love learning that information from there. It'll tell you if you're leptin sensitive, leptin clear, leptin resistant. Um, but then what I really want people to, to, to know and get away with is fruit. Fruit may not be good for you. You know, as much as I love fruit, as long, as much as I love the fact that it has fiber and antioxidants and so many good things, if you eat too much fruit, it really can hinder your leptin levels and your blood sugars, your triglycerides, and so much more. So I'm not making a general line statement that nobody should eat fruit. That's not what I'm saying. I want you to be familiar with your body and your leptin hormone. So you know, if eating fruit is good for you, because it may be good for some people um, that have low circulating leptins, but if you have a leptin level of 33, I'm going to want you to cut back. That's great. And where can people find you? Uh, I want to make sure I link to the the quiz that you had just mentioned. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, where where else can people find you? You guys can find me on pretty much all social media platforms. I'm on TikTok these days, guys. <laughs> um, Instagram, Facebook, it's at Dr. Bindia MD, you know, D-R-B-I-N-D-I-Y-A-M-D. My website, drbindiamd.com. Um, my clinic is Revive Atlanta MD in Decatur, Georgia. Um, yeah, look us up, follow us. Um, we provide a lot of content, a lot of, uh, a lot of information. Get on our email list. We provide a lot of good um, a lot of good information, especially when it comes to weight loss resistance and, and just staying healthy and wellness. I love it. Well, so for everybody listening, you can find all the resources, show notes, everything mentioned here today over at bonecoach.com forward slash Bendia Gandhi osteoporosis leptin. I want to thank everyone again so much for your time. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you found this episode of the Bone Coach Show helpful. You can find all the resources, show notes, everything mentioned over at bonecoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, be sure to share it with someone you love, a friend, family member, even a group of people. And also be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode that can help you improve your bones, your health, and your future. One last reminder, if you haven't done so already, head over to bonecoach.com for more great resources to help you get on the path to stronger bones and an active future. I'm your bone coach, Kevin Ellis. I'll see you in the next episode.